This month, we're asking for your support through our premium programs via the Escapist Plus and YouTube memberships. Your support allows us to continue making the content we want instead of chasing algorithms or the latest trends. Plus, you get a bunch of perks like ad-free viewing via the Escapist Plus on our main website, early access on YouTube via YouTube memberships. You can even ask us questions for our Ask the Creators video series. Thanks for all your support, whether it's with these programs or your general viewership. Hey there, Internet! My name is Jack Packard. Is someone getting the best, the best, the best, the best of you here for The Escapist? Hello, I'm Nick Langer, the editor-in-chief of The Escapist. I feel like I might actually know that reference, but I also don't. Fair enough! <laughs> this week we're going to talk about the games we've been playing in A Little Nightmares 2, and I promise I'm not going to talk about Dungeons & Dragons, instead I'm going to talk about the tools that I use to run my Dungeons & Dragons game. And then over in the topics section we're going to talk about the latest video game controversy and whether or not it's silly. Spoiler alert, it's silly! So hello and welcome, this is The Escapist Show! So Nick, um, I, I guess I'll I'll go first just because uh, then people can skip past it easier. <laughs> can I just skip past? <laughs> you, you, I'm sorry. <laughs> just freeze I, I frame will... and I'll be back when you're done talking. <laughs> I'll try to go quick. Oh, actually, you know what? Before I talk about uh, the big thing, I'm going to talk about a little bit of an update on Monster Sanctuary, as I did put a few more hours into that. Last week, I was saying that the world was opening up, and I was actually uh, really enjoying the exploration element mm. of it, and I was going to give it a little bit longer to start evolving some of my monsters. Uh, so I put in another five, six hours of Monster Sanctuary, and I can officially say that it's awful, repetitive, the exploration is bad, uh, <laughs> you eventually start capturing <laughs> the same monsters with different skins, and they're called different things. It's bad. Everything got bad. Not worth your time. <laughs> That's my official recommendation. <laughs> definitely just pulled a me switch. <laughs> I just pulled a what? You pulled a me switch. Where I love I love one game, one episode. Or I kind of like a game, one episode, and the next episode, I'm like, I hate it. <laughs> ah, exactly, yes. And you know what? Sometimes that's what it... It just takes yep. you, like, to say, like, oh, have I just not put enough time into it yet? Or do I really hate it? And I really hate it. That's the update for Monster Sanctuary. On to Dungeons and Dragons! I know, like, some people really enjoy it when I talk about this, some people do not, and that's why we put in the little time codes beneath. You can, <laughs> you can skip this if you want. Um, Alright, see ya. Uh, <laughs> Nick, unfortunately, I'm go can't. Eat some dog treats. <laughs> Nick is contractually obligated to <laughs> sit here and listen to me. Yep, I am in focus uh, and I'm not moving. That's the sorry. only reason I'm staying. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what I wanted to talk about, uh, I'm currently uh, running a, uh, a bigger campaign uh, with a bunch of people uh, who's, it's, it's actually every single player uh, that I'm playing with mm -hmm. currently, it's their first time playing Dungeons and Dragons, uh, and it's one of my first times DMing all online. And so the, the big thing for me was the tools that I would use to organize my campaign, and I thought it might be fun to share some of the tools that I'm using and why I am using them for anyone else who is running campaigns online. Is it Roll20? It is not Roll20. Oh. Uh, Roll20 is Roll20 is great, and Roll20 works really well. Mm -hmm. It has a couple drawbacks, 
which is that all of your players also need to like log in, create their character, right. and there's a little bit of mishy mashy. It's a lot of and stuff so, you gotta do to just even get prepared to play that game. Exactly. And so like as the DM, knowing that I'm dealing with all brand new players, not just to my campaign, but to Dungeons and Dragons in general, I wanted to make it as easy for them as possible. Uh, so I found a, a campaign organization tool called DM Helper, and it is a free piece of software, and it has all the tools that you need to run your campaign, including text fields for writing all of your description. You can have all of your player information, their current stats, their current health, their current weapons, all, all the information that you need. Uh, you can have uh, all of your monster information, all of your NPC information. It, it, everything is organized in a really great way. And then the really neat thing is it has also a combat initiative tracker where in a combat situation, you can have all of your players, all of your monsters, all of your NPCs and put in their individual initiatives and it automatically puts them in order. So it also keeps track of the combat which when you have bigger battles can be a big pain in the ass when you're a DM. And so it has all of these little tools, uh, but then the thing that makes it really, really special is it offers a player window. And so uh, it's, it's a lot like our broadcasting software, in fact, where you can have a preview screen and then a screen that uh, only the players see. And I share that screen on my Zoom chat with everybody. And so, you know, you can have a map all laid out. You can have all of their player tokens on it. And you can even have a fog of war to hide enemies from it and update it as they play that way they can see what's going on um, and it's really easy for everyone to understand. You can make little tokens for everybody. It's, it's neat and it's fun. And I have found that for me DMing, it's the best way to organize all of my big campaign. Cause I don't know if you know this about me, Nick, I forget a lot of things. <laughs> That's yeah. going to be a surprise. Sounds like Jack Packer. <laughs> <laughs> And so, as he remembers like, to record the show sometimes. <laughs> uh, so, like, here is a thing where it's like, oh, you met a character last week. What character did you meet? Oh, it's it was this character here. You can write little notes in it. Huh. Really great way to keep organized, and it's free. It's a free piece of software, so that's really nice. Cool. Yeah, I've, yeah. I've found that I I really like Dungeons and Dragons. I just can't get into the tabletop stuff because like well as uh, comments have noticed many times i am not very charismatic <laughs> and i don't exactly get imaginative anymore about that kind of stuff it's it, you know what it takes it takes a certain relaxation to actually like get into character and yeah. role play uh, very luckily, all the people I'm playing with now are people who I do improv comedy with, and we're just looking for an excuse to do character work and be goofy with each other while we can't perform live theater. So it's been a lot of fun. Uh, the, the other tool that I wanted to share is a tool called Dungeon Scrawler, which is a point-and-click-and-drag map creation tool which is really, really neat. Uh, it, it, it's a way to basically make 
maps incredibly quickly that have this really neat style to them. Like when I'm at home, we have a like a rollout grid mm. that you can draw on and like draw your rooms as you go. And Dungeon Scrawler reminds me a lot of that grid where it's very simple. This is a wall. This is a door. These are steps. It has a really neat style to it, so you can make your map super fast, export it as a PNG, import it into DM Helper, put all your tokens on it, and you're at the races, and uh, and Zoom. And we've all been calling each other through Zoom, and I share I share my screen, and we've been playing Dungeons and & Dragons, and I've been having a lot of fun, and I swear, that's all I'm going to talk about Dungeons & Dragons. Uh, I have a question. Did you ever finish that cowboy one you were working on? Um, we we haven't gotten much further just because the particular group I was playing with, once again, it was all of their first time playing, uh, and they we just haven't had the schedule. But but I have uh, I have my next arcs figured out, and we've we had a lot of fun playing that one. This is a a standard right. uh, fantasy one that I'm doing now, which is also a much easier on me as a as a, a dungeon master because I don't need to. Um, reskin everything right. <laughs> like for for the cowboy one i was reskinning everything uh instead of like you know uh, acid splash damage one of our characters who was a medic and not a druid uh, was <laughs> throwing vials of acid at people as an example instead of having crossbows they had guns that right. sort of thing right. so this is much easier for me as a dungeon master just to do standard fantasy cool so Nick, what have you been playing last week? Uh, so it was actually over the weekend. I, I uh, played through and completed Little Nightmares Two, which is the sequel to the original Little Nightmares. Uh, mm. I, it sounds like from chat on stream that you have played the original Light Little Nightmares on stream, but you may have forgotten about it. No, I think I remember Little Nightmares. Little Nightmares is very similar to something like Inside. Yes, correct. Yep. Yeah. Yes, I remember Little Nightmares, and uh, if I remember correctly, like, like the you know the character you play is is a smaller character, and everyone else is these like bloated claymationy horrors. Right? Yep. Yeah. 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 I love the original Little Nightmares. Like that, the world that Tarzir Studios has built is just like I love it. It's so mysterious. Mm-hmm. It's dark. It's weird. Uh, and the, the claymation effects with like the, the creatures is mm. honestly creepy as shit, but I love it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Little Nightmares 2 is really just more of that. Uh, Will did it, reviewed it for 3MAR and really loved it. I, I played and completed it and I really loved it. It's uh, it's really more of the same uh, with some added added mechanics, like being able to, uh, there's there's a tiny little or little bit of com- combat in it actually this time. Uh, it's a bit meatier game that the locations you explore are a bit larger, but other than that, it's the same same game as the first one, just with a new story. And uh, obviously, I can't talk too much about the story because uh, that'd be spoiling it. <laughs> yeah. But I'm very like one of the coolest things about Little Nightmares was going on Reddit after the game was out and looking at all of fan theories and, and trying to break down the story. And the same thing is going to happen with this game. Uh, and I actually forgot that the DLC came out for the original game, so I actually need to go back and play that because <laughs> it, it ties into this one and you know, probably answers some yeah. of my questions in my head. But uh, yeah, couldn't, couldn't recommend it enough. Like it's mm-hmm. takes maybe four to six hours complete, and if you really liked Inside, you'll love this. And the world is—I mean, this, the scale of it and the, with the way they do the characters and all that—just being this little tiny person and 
with these massive massive things chasing after you and all that. love it just love it <laughs> i like i feel i feel really conflicted about those games i, I like you know limbo in inside i want to say was another one yep. uh, little nightmares where it's you know they're more kind of like light puzzle games yeah i mean it's really there for really like platforms. the the visual audio experience right. that's really what it is uh, and, but there's you know, like, there's definitely more more interaction little nightmares too than even mm. i think inside even though the, the puzzles in inside are a bit more complicated i think yeah and it's like they're they're a perfect length where they're like they're just short enough so they're not overstaying their welcome and yep. i really like that and i know like you know little nightmares had a tremendous world just really creepy vibe to it but like little nightmares i didn't get into too much just because it didn't have that gameplay for me uh, something like Inside, I really enjoyed, only, but only because I streamed it. I streamed <laughs> right. the entirety of Inside, and the ending to Inside, which I will not spoil, uh, is phenomenal and basically makes the entire game worth it. That being said, if I would have played that on my own, I don't know if I would have had the same response to it. You know, like mm-hmm. I, I was playing it with someone, I was playing it, you know, in, with with a, a group of people, you know, <laughs> like, with a group of people streaming, and that made it really special. And and so it's like those games, yes, the atmosphere is great, but the gameplay is really, it's just not there. You know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, this, th- those, I would classify like games like inside and little nightmares like art house experiences basically yeah <laughs> yes mean, you know uh yeah but that's funny that you like streaming them because I, I can't imagine streaming a game like that i like i like playing those games by myself nothing else around me going on <laughs> good sound system mm-hmm. and just getting that that full-on visual audio experience out of it and you know, like like I said, it it is a beautiful, creepy world because it's beautiful and creepy. It's mm. it's it's the exact kind of aesthetic that I really like. Yeah. And so it's like I would love that in a little movie, like a little Coraline. Oh, there is know, a creepy. little Nightmares movie being made. So. Ooh, see, I, I'm there. I'm there yep. for that. I wanted to. <laughs> Man. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the only other game I was really playing this week uh, was Hollow Knight on the uh, the editor's hour and. Unfortunately, I have given up on it. Oh. Uh, I, I've never really been a big fan of Metroidvanias. Uh, okay. And Hollow, like, I'll play them, but Hollow Knight has like an, an inordinate amount of backtracking to the point where oh. it was making me annoyed having to, <laughs> especially with like the checkpoint system is not forgiving in that game. Like, I could go mm. a whole way, and if I didn't find a bench, I'm going all the way back. And I, part part of it's like yeah that's the game and KC was explaining it's like you know a whole part of the game is just exploring and discovering and all that and that that's mm-hmm. fine uh, it's just not really for me I like having a bit of a path to follow and then if I want to go discover things off the beaten path then I'm free to do so kind of like you know how you can do in Dark Souls and everything yeah yeah uh, but yeah the, the backtracking ended up just becoming <laughs> spit everywhere the, uh, the, back, the backtracking ended up just becoming too much for me to the point where like it was just honestly aggravating me and i didn't want to continue and i think if uh if i do end up going back to it uh i'll use like i'll use a guide to give me like a a path to follow through that game uh sure which casey and also uh, we're also talking about because like i i wanted to get through without using a guide because i feel like that takes away from the experience if you do it it does not because it's too hard it's just like i want to experience the game it was meant to be played 
but for this in this case though like just having to re redo all this platforming after spending 30 minutes trying to get somewhere is like eh. yeah. <laughs> so that's fair mm-hmm. yeah turns out not every game is for everybody who would have thought this is the way <laughs> the way it works and that's okay so the news nick um there there's a few pieces of gaming news going around this week some that we are just not qualified to talk about as we are not copyright lawyers uh something we are qualified to talk about is butts and the big controversy according to some people in gaming media this week is the fact that the mass effect remake is showing us less butts (laughs) and as someone who enjoys butts oh i'm mad about that it's not like i could see butts anywhere on the internet hold on let me clear my searches (laughs) jack's wife where are you (laughs) nothing nothing hold on private browsing private browsing apparently it's not even that big of a deal from what i know about it uh and and by the way it should be stated up front i have never played a mass effect game I don't know whose butt we're talking about. From what I know about it, uh, the sequences in which they were talking about is a a dialogue sequence in which the camera was awkwardly placed to put someone's butt in the foreground and the person talking in the background, and all they're really doing is bumping that camera up, kind of like a shot that would be in any... Normal movie. Yes. Yeah. We call it a a dirty over-the-shoulder shot. It's uh, over the shoulder. That's pretty self-explanatory. We call it dirty because you see the shoulder in the shot. That's what it's called. It's not dirty because you're seeing butts. (laughs) Yeah, this has become par for the course for games media and YouTuber discourse. Like, right? I mean, when Spider-Man was around, we had Puddlegate. We've had Reflection Gate, we've had Shadow Gates, we've, you know, minor changes in games, and it's like, this is the latest of something that was not a big deal, blown out of complete proportion, because people are... I'm gonna blame it on the pandemic, that nobody has anything else to be mad about right now. Sure. I mean, besides the pandemic. Besides the pandemic (laughs) and people dying and all that, but yeah... (laughs) explain the situation basically please please i beg of you yes you you've never played the bioware games so a lot of bioware games there's a lot of conversation and people are mm. standing looking at each other talking like you normally would in any rpg game in quite a few scenes in mass effect 2 one of the characters miranda and i'm not even going to re-explain it i'll let you go watch liana's video from game informer because she does a much better job than i ever would okay one of the characters name is miranda and in a lot of the scenes, like the camera is down here looking at her butt mm-hmm. instead of looking at the conversation she's having with the person. And sort of God, when I played the game for the first time, I thought there was a glitch because I'd like, why is the camera? Why am I like he's he's talking to me? If you know anything about camera framing, he's like up here in the top f- part of the frame. Yeah. And her butt is in the lower third of the frame. Am I talking to her ass? I, I don't understand what I'm doing. I don't know the RPG of it. Maybe you were. You know. If... She, is she an alien? Is that where her ears are? <laughs> so the controversy is in the uh, new remaster that they're bringing out of all three games, right? Yeah. Uh, in the interview, they talk about how they're they're changing some of those scenes so that it's not focused completely on her ass anymore. The camera's going to be back so you get more of her. 
instead of just ass cheeks. Kind of like a normal camera angle, yeah. <laughs> There's like two sides going on, right? So you got the, and I'm, I'm gonna say it, like the overly woke crowd on this, basically saying like, stop sexualizing women and all that in games and media. Fair enough, if that's what you want. And then you have the other side from the reactionary YouTubers as usual, saying, oh, they're censoring Mass Effect. It's like, they're changing the angle of the shot. They're not removing her cheeks. They're still there. No, they're 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 bowing down to the woke libs, I, man. Yeah. You know, there's there's ridiculousness on both sides of it, right? Because like, there's story purpose for her looking attractive, and also I think in general people want attractive looking people in their games. I, I, I do like looking at attractive people. Yeah, that's true. And they also want to be represented. That the whole controversy in, in general about all that is just kind of like let creators make what they want to make. Oh, that's what I think. Uh, as far as the the ass framing goes, I always thought it was just weird because it didn't make sense to me. Right, and I've seen clips from that scene in Mass Effect, and it is it's comedy framing is what it is. Like it does look unintended. It looks like something someone would do as a joke. Yeah. Like I'm gonna frame it on the ass while we're having a serious conversation, and that's the bit. Uh, so no, to me it makes a perfect amount of sense. Also, I think this is really weird because you brought this up as a talking point. I had, and I'm, like I said, I don't play Mass Effect, mm. but I had also not heard a bit about the controversy. And so you're sending me all of these articles. And it's like, who are you following? What kind of, what kind of like people are you following where you're getting ass gate? This is normal games media discourse. It's what's, what's more amazing to me is uh, after, you know, I, I wanted some more information about this because I don't know anything about Mass Effect. I don't know anything about butt gate. Uh, and so I watched a few videos explaining why, you know, why it's bad, why it's good, why, why everything. And what I can say is the, the, the YouTubers, and I will not call out anyone specifically, but the YouTubers I found who were very upset about the, the removal of the butt shot, um, was content that I did not enjoy watching <laughs> whatsoever. Mostly because, like, it was just people dudes uh it was mostly dudes just reading articles and going like am i right libs uh and then that was it like they weren't necessarily like defending a position or adding anything right to the conversation uh and to me that was really uh one it was an incredible waste of my time <laughs> uh and two it was just like if you have a stance on this, like if you think it's very important to have the butt in the shot, make your case, man. Sell me. Sell me on the ass. And it's not a hard sell, is what I'm <laughs> yeah. saying. It's utterly crazy how a story like this that really comes down to a change in a camera angle. Mm -hmm. I guess it's just how media works now. It's like that gets taken as censorship. And so the YouTubers and, you know, there's art, there's website writers that do it too that take this and it's like, oh, it's all about censorship. And they're making all these changes from a little tiny quote that says exactly what they're doing almost. And they interpret it in a different way. And then the people that watch these videos go get really angry about it and go start bitching about it on Twitter. Mm -hmm. And then the press 
take those reactions and make their stories about it and then the grifters mm. come and make their stories about those reactions and then the people on the other side make their stories about those reactions and it just goes on for fucking ever it's a really <laughs> like if we're gonna look at this you know as objectively as possible we like get as far away as possible it is really a great example of people who have distilled their audience right but like you said and and i haven't seen anything from the super woke side of things but if they're there like you're playing to your audience this is what my audience wants this is right. what i'm going to feed them and the the there's no better word for them than the than the uh, anti-woke grifters they know exactly what their audience wants to hear and they shovel it to them so i guess good for them is i guess all i can say <laughs> because to be completely fair like there like a lot of media has been changed during these things and like it is it's a change that some people are are just never going to accept i don't think it always comes down to being racist or or wanting things over sexualized or whatever but if you're gonna take something that's established and change it not everybody's gonna be happy about it no matter what you do with it right 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 but i mean in this case though and in many cases like this it is so blown out of proportion that it's just ridiculous and anybody that buys into it is ridiculous and all it takes is a surface like somebody like Liana, uh, well, that's just, that's just really sad part of it, right? It too is like Liana is like excited about her coverage and all that, and doing all this Mass Effect coverage, and then that that is the story that people pull from it is that a butt. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I like butts. I, I'm yeah. here. I'm here. I like butts. Is all I'm saying. This is, I can't. I cannot lie. Well, and then people <laughs> turn around saying. and say like, "Oh, games coverage is so bad and everything." It's like you make it this way <laughs> because that's like. You freak out over the smallest of things in in coverage, and then what are we supposed to do? Like nobody wants to read an informative interview when they could just pull out a stupid quote like that and go run with it for clickbait content. Butts, 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 <laughs> butts, 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 butts. The, 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 the mere matter of the fact is like she is not wrong. This has turned into buttgate. I feel stupid saying that. <laughs> You should. <laughs> I just I feel like an idiot. I'm, I'm an adult talking yeah. about a digital butt. That's what was so funny. Like, you never watched the type of content that I'm always complaining about. Yeah, you should stop watching it. I don't yeah. watch it. I just get people that I... That's the thing, right? Is people go and watch that content, and then they come and interact with you. Like, you've seen it, and you know what you're talking... Like, you know why people are mad. And I'm like, I have no idea what you're pissed about. And then they tell you <laughs> what they're pissed about. And you're like, Really? This? Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> like we 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 are living in an age where actual censorship is happening around the world. We yeah. are living in an age in which like like people's rights are legitimately being trampled on. And and if if you want to get up in arms about seeing a butt less close up, like a cartoon butt less close up, like I, that's your prerogative, and like that's where you want to put your energy. Right. But you can't expect me to put that same kind of energy into that, you know. Like if you want to use your little time on this earth to get closer to cartoon butts <laughs> god bless you man you do it you get as close as you can to those cartoon cheekies i would completely understand if they were changing her character model they were changing the way she acts her storyline any of that mm. <laughs> yeah yeah but it's a camera angle that's it like I'll, I'll talk to my parents about some of this stuff and they just like 
blank out of the conversation like and they're like wait really that's all it is i'm like yeah it's usually that stupid the controversies in games media and the industry in general are usually that stupid right except when it comes down to you know workers rights and things that actually matter like crunch but no we got to focus on a, a, a digital butt to me like at the, at the end of the day if that's where they're gonna focus their ire <laughs> like there's nothing i can do <laughs> to stop them I can I can sit here and I can have a good laugh because like that's, that's what we're doing. What here. It's just about. having a laugh about it. It's just so crazy. Like that's that's fine. You you do you, and if it's if it's really important to you, you oh you know what? There's a great game. It's called Hey D. It's it's about a thick robot girl. You see a lot of her butt. You play that game. Uh. Yeah. I mean yeah I'm, I mean you know we're we're never gonna get away from these types of controversies and like I have I have no problems like calling out the the content on either you know whether it's overly woke content that's you know you're you're hypersexualizing everything and then over the in the very next tweet are very excited about you know giant vampire lady from Resident Evil Eight. Come on. That's his whole th- it's a whole th- oh Jesus fucking Christ. That lady I see her everywhere. I can understand why people are like the calling out the hypocrisy of it, right? <laughs> Cuz like, oh, you're mad about Miranda's character. Why? When you're okay with all of this too. Yeah, like, but I like I like big old goth girls. So <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know, it's yeah, it's whatever your preferences are, fine. But I, I, you know, it's just I think I get it. Like there's there's selective there's selective gazing about like what what's a problem what's not i get it yeah exactly but then the fact that like people can actually go out of their way to make a controversy out of these things is like who cares people like what they like the i guess like the other part of it is there are very real conversations to be had in here about over sexualization about um you know body image issues these are all like real topics that if you want to add your voice to Go for it. And if you want to use your voice, I'm looking at you, all those boring YouTube videos <laughs> I had to watch. If you if your voice is, I want to see more butts, that's fine. Just do, like, articulate that. Yeah, don't, right. don't put this, like, false flag censorship on it. Just say, I want to look at cartoon butts. And, oh, I should be able to. You're taking my butts away. <laughs> I can't take it seriously. I know, I know. It's so hard. <laughs> the, I mean, that's, and that's the fight I get in, right, is like, the, you know, a lot of this stuff is, like, supposed to have a point, but it never goes anywhere at that point. It's just like, oh, this person thinks that, so it's wrong. And it's like, dude, just, just be honest about what you want. Like, so what? <laughs> be honest, articulate why you feel the way you feel. But that doesn't get the clicks if there's not some fucking censorship <laughs> thing behind it, right? From cheek to shining cheek. <laughs> <laughs> See, this this is the concept that should get the clicks. They're doing their, they're doing their own thing. Like, I'm not... Like, I'm not here to take away anyone else's hustle. You and me, we're lucky. We get, we get to talk about video games and just have a good time. That's, that's our hustle. Oh, yeah, Their I mean, hustle is... They can make that content all they want. I, like, I don't care. Like, you know, I'm going to say that. St- I, I'm not going to watch it. There's nothing interesting in there. And I also don't... <laughs> exactly. I don't find anything interesting that people that just complain about everything to complain. So it's, you know... <laughs> it's all the same to me. It's just like, at least have a point to what you're going to bring up. And also, stick to your message. Yeah, what's what's the point? Which is, by the way, like I think I think it's really good. Like if someone has uh, a point of view, 
I want to hear it. Like, what is your point of view? Where are you coming from? That helps everyone. That right. helps everyone with empathy. That's what annoys me the most about like all this clickbait stuff is like, there's an interesting conversation in there, right? Is it like even even with this as small as an issue as changing a camera angle is, there's a discussion to be had there about what should change in a remake if you're going to remaster it. Sure, should you fix anything? Absolutely. Should it just be a visual remaster and be done with it? Or should they change things to improve it? Should they upgrade visuals, gameplay? If like you know, like this is this is very similar to like when when Disney Plus was like putting out older racist movies like a Dumbo, right? And it's like, well, we don't want to change these movies because they are historically important. So we're gonna make a little series kind of explaining why they're important, put a little disclaimer in front. It's like, oh, great, that's a conversation we can have now. That's that's right. great. And like with games, like I think you're right. That's a good conversation. That you know what that is, Nick? That's a point. That's a <laughs> that's a point of view. It's great. <laughs> it's it's funny because I just went back and watched It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I've never watched it before. Oh, it's great. That's a great show. And it's interesting as shit because as you're watching the show throughout the seasons, you literally see how culture changed as you went. <laughs> they don't remove anything from the past. They just build on what we've learned mm -hmm. yeah. and like games and media can do that. And so I, I do agree sometimes, like I don't think you should go back and change the source material because it's just, that's what it was at the time, even if it was wrong. Sure. sure. Mm -hmm. In this case, we're looking at a different camera angle to showcase her character a bit more instead of her ass cheeks. Who cares? By the way, as a filmmaker, it's a bad camera angle. Like it's a <laughs> it's, camera yeah, angle. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. That's the thing. Like that's what bothered me the most. Is like this is just a dumb angle. It doesn't it make. It doesn't make any sense within the scene. And so it's like moving it is just like no. I'm fixing something that is broken. <laughs> yeah. You know, if you really want to stare at her ass cheeks forever, guess what? The original game isn't being changed. Or you know, there's plenty of artists out there that. Uh, oh, we're not take going down that road. We're not going they will do a they will do a custom commission of you and yeah just you know make it a little uh, not safe for work then you got it then you have it for all time and you're helping an artist so anyway i mean i'm not like trying to be like the arbiter of like what you can talk about or whatever it's just like it bothers me that like that's what discourse is watered down to I'm reading your article, and all I have to say about it is, mm, mm, no, you're wrong, blah, blah. Like, oh my god, that would be the most annoying debate ever. Well, the, it, like, that's the and thing. Then, and, then, and then they have the fucking balls to get on Twitter and go, come debate me. You can't even make a fucking point. <laughs> that's, like, to me, that's the, the most revealing part of this, is, like, they, they read an article and they go, oh, these talking points can clearly fit into the other side, so all I need to do is repeat those talking points and go, pfft libs and that that's my work for the day Whew. that's easy <laughs> oh jack what a bunch of stooges it's great at least the games media that they complain about so much can articulate their point even if it's dumb <laughs> they that's can articulate all you gotta do points. that's all i'm asking if you have a point I'm not here to I'm not here to take your point away from you. I'm just asking that you, you articulate it. Make some interesting content. I want to I I'm fine viewing counter viewpoints. I want to watch counter viewpoints. I like that stuff. Absolutely. Even if it's dumb, I'll watch it if you have something to say. Nick, I'm pitching my next video for the Escapist here. You know, we got a couple uh, more Escapist shows coming out. My next video is going to be called Why I Like Looking at Butts and Don't Take My Butts Away From Me. As long as you can explain why. Butts, 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 butts. <laughs> I like looking at butts. I like looking at butts. Butts, butts, butts.
Butts, 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 butts. The entire video has to be just you doing that dance. Butts, 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 butts. I like looking at butts. We're getting canceled for this you one. You like looking at butts. <laughs> hey, look at that butt. Ooh, yeah, that butt. Butts, 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 ass. Butts, this entire, butts, 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 This entire song butts, 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 is a bit ass. odd when you have three corn dogs behind you. Oh, <laughs> Looking like wieners and talking about butts. <laughs> oh my God. Come here, cooks. Come here. Want to do the butt? Ready? Ready? Butts, 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 butts. Butts, butts, yeah. Butts, 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 butts. Butts, butts, yeah. So that's it. That's it. That's all of the butt talk we can stand. Or sit. <laughs> I know we're here at the rear of the show. <laughs> at some point, we'll look at this in hindsight. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And make sure to cheek out our next episode. <laughs> it claps. We <laughs> <laughs> can't go better than, can't end better than blood puns. So thanks everybody for watching. Once again, I've been Jack Packard, semi-professional video game enjoyer here for The Escapist. <laughs> <laughs> Nicolandra, the editor-in-chief of The Escapist. <laughs> I'm still laughing about that clap cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>